cliffcentral.com. Sean Sanders is with us. He's the uh, co-founder of Revix, and he is our regular, um, uh, I suppose, sparring mate when it comes to stuff in the crypto world. Right on time, Sean. Uh, Bitcoin's gone up again. We're at $55,700 as we speak. Just uh, this this is almost um, poetic. We we talked to you, and it's either big up or a big down. Last time we spoke to you, it dropped to um, a kind of low for people who maybe just started investing. So what's going on? Morning, guys. Wow. I mean, it's been another huge week. Bitcoin's up 12%. Ethereum's up 15%. Uh, our bundles are up about 15 to 25% each. So it's been a big, big week in crypto. A lot of money is entering the space. A lot of new people are signing up. Sure. Uh, you've seen new institutions enter the space. I mean, it's the same story sort of that we've spoken about every single week. I mean, I, I think about a year, maybe even a year and a half ago when we were on this podcast, we were sort of talking about the emergence of this new asset class. And back then, the entire cryptocurrency asset class with the investable category was worth about $300 billion. Today, we're sitting here, and this entire investable category is worth $1.6 trillion. Now, I'm going to say the same thing that I said all the way back then, which is to say this is not the end of this run. And I'm not saying that it can't pull back. Of course it can. But this isn't a $1 to $2 to $3 trillion potential asset class, right? The potential here is that it overtakes gold, and that could be Bitcoin or you know, the entire cryptocurrency market, which sits at between $9 to $10 trillion, and it continues increasing from then. So if you're sitting at currently a 1.4 to $1.7 trillion asset class, you know, you're still looking at a sizable upside here. And that's what institutions are starting to kind of see. And it's really interesting because crypto is one of those asset classes that the bigger it becomes, because it's come from such a small, and I mean, relatively speaking to, you know, other markets and all the rest, but because it's come from such a small uh, market size, mm-hmm. the bigger it gets, the less risky it gets. Uh, and that sounds super counterintuitive. But the reason is that if you've got Bitcoin that's sitting worth, you know, $1.2, $1.3 trillion, that means that pension funds, endowment funds, corporations can actually invest in this asset class. Before that, they weren't allowed to. Right. And that's sort of what's happening now in the space. So you've seen corporations having FOMO, uh, just like we had retail FOMO back in 2017. And, you know, the money fly- flowing into the space is big. So I saw your article in Bloomberg, dude. Well done on that front, because, you know, when you start being interviewed by Bloomberg for things, that's that's uh, serious stuff. Uh, and I like yes. <laughs> I like I the article. Actually, I read the whole thing, but I did not like the fact that they started talking about scams and then they had your picture there. And I was like, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> oh, we had so many people messaging and customers going like, are you moving to the UK? And we're like, no, 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 no. Well, we're expanding to the UK. It's a very different sort of narrative. And then B, are you a scam? And you're like, no, no, no. There's Mer Trading International, which is a scam. Revix, we're in Cape Town. Come to offices. Please be not a scam. Yeah, I would. I Gosh, would... but it was good PR, yeah. Yeah, but I'd still complain to Bloomberg that they must at least put you under the, the Revix discussion and not into the scam or moving out of the country category, you know? Yeah, no, the, the South African press, Gareth, I think you probably know this better than most. They they sort of like any bad slant on South Africa in general. So, I mean, you could say, like, I want to work with the regulators here, but they're being lazy. And then all of a sudden what gets taken out is, oh, Sean says the regulators are lazy sort of thing. Well, what they, do, exactly what, what they do is they, try, yeah. they, they what it looks like and when you actually go to the trouble of reading it are almost completely two different things. So tell us about the article and what that was all about and give us a pricey and then we'll, we'll let people, we'll link it in the, uh, the description to the podcast later on. 
<laughs> I can't wait for a journalist to listen to this and then take my synopsis and then turn that into something. Oh, they, will. Um, they will, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> no, so ultimately, look, the conversation that's going on in South Africa right now amongst crypto exchanges and crypto investment platforms and the regulator is just, it's, it's slow. It's been going on for four or five years. We've been told that a lot of things would happen. Nothing's happened. So yeah. I've voiced frustration over this. And I'm saying, listen, look at what happened three months ago in Nigeria, not even three months ago, two months ago in Nigeria. They completely banned the purchase and sale of cryptocurrencies. Now, if you can imagine sitting in my position, right, you've got a team, that team's growing quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a couple of months time, we'd be looking at over 30 to 40 people just in Cape Town, right? Now, if you're sitting in that position, you've got to care about all these people that you've obviously employed, not to mention you've got to care about your customers. Sure. Now, what happens when regulators don't step up is that you get the likes of Mer Trading International, that scam people, and that gives the industry a bad rep. Uh, the second thing is obviously you've got really skeptical customers. Part of that comes from like the likes of Mer Trading, where they arrive at your sort of site or your doorstep, and they say like, "Listen, you're a scam." Their initial assumption isn't like, "Oh, this is a trustable company. This is actually, you know, a, a big scam, a big you know, load of rubbish, and all the rest." So that's something that regulators really need to fix. The other side of this is that you know we can't market on Facebook, we can't market on Google. Uh, you're restricted because we're meant to fall into the financial services category, right? But yeah. there isn't any regulations in place there. So you don't have a license. You can't obtain a license, right? It's like trying to go to the, you know, if you have, you're selling tomatoes and then going to uh, the financial regulator and saying you need a license us, they're going to go, but you're not within our remit. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening on that front. So unless they put some regulation in place, we can't really market across these platforms. So that makes life incredibly difficult for us. And then I think the last thing, and, you know, potentially the, not necessarily the most important, but certainly something that we have to, you know, bear in mind is that, as I said, we've got all these people in Cape Town, all these people that we're going to be employing overseas. I have to know that we are going to have a business that's operating in 12 months time or 24 months time or 36 months time. I mean, people are entrusting us with their money. So for me, for a regulator not to have stepped up and at least say like, this is what we think we're going to do isn't good enough. And that's sort of the conversation that we are having. Yeah. Uh, how how quick are uh, the Reserve Bank seem to have some smart people when it comes to cryptocurrencies and, and they seem to know what they're doing. I remember interviewing some of these guys a little while ago. Um, and they're on top of it. They've got some some pretty bright minds in there. But otherwise, uh, you know, when it comes to the 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 general kind of slowness of government, I wouldn't expect them to be ahead of the of the game in this respect. Yeah, but we're not even <laughs> we're not even ahead of the game. We're not even in remotely in line with the game, right? We're mm-hmm. so far behind. If you're looking at other developed markets, right? If you're looking at let's say Singapore, you're looking at some of the Middle Eastern markets, even which is not necessarily or they're not necessarily very progressive from a financial regulation standpoint. Yeah. Those markets are sort of attracting crypto firms. They're giving crypto visas. They're sort of wanting you to establish a business there. South Africa is like the complete opposite, right? We're like, no, we're going to treat these as financial securities, which is like, okay, well, how to destroy an industry one one, go ahead and do that. So, yeah, it's innovative and there's very smart people. I actually spoke to somebody from the regulator yesterday, but, you know, we need to move way quicker than what we are. All right. Um, so you mentioned Ethereum has gone up faster than Bitcoin and you've mentioned Cardano before. Are there, are there any other kind of standouts at the moment that you're watching with an eagle eye? Because we know that there are yeah. these 10x and 100x coins that are being put out at the moment and all of them are based on some or other solution they're trying to find for a technology problem or some kind of blockchain solution to a problem. Um, what's what's caught your eye? Yeah, sure. So you've got Binance Coin, uh, BNB, which is now the third biggest cryptocurrency, right? Hmm. That's quite remarkable. You've got Cardano, which you mentioned, which is the fifth biggest cryptocurrency. Yep. Polkadot, sixth biggest. 
Uniswap, the eighth biggest, Chainlink, the 10 biggest. Every single cryptocurrency I just mentioned was outside of the top 10 cryptocurrencies just six months ago, never mind last uh, 12 months ago. Right. Now, this is sort of the opportunity when it comes to our bundles, right? So at Revix, we've obviously got these different bundles that you can invest in. And the idea really is that if you think back to like the early 2000s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. The, the stock market, especially in the tech space, was sort of really developing at a rapid pace. There was a lot of money flying into the space. Naturally, that became a big boom and a bust. And then, you know, where's tech today? It's still the biggest sector in the world by quite a, quite a way. And I think the same sort of things are being applied now to the crypto market. You've got a lot of really interesting projects, a lot of projects that are sort of competing to do the same thing. But there is going to be a handful of winners. Um, there are going to be winners, right? But there's going to be a handful of winners in the space. And the idea is you can't really pick which ones are going to be the success stories today, right? So, you know, is Polkadot doing something that's super interesting? Of course, they're in the decentralized finance space. Uniswap's doing something similar. You know, Binance Coin is sort of feeding off what's going on with Robinhood in the States because Robinhood as a centralized exchange is sort of completely being destroyed by their customers because, you know, they, they halted trading with GameStop not too long ago. Um, that's something that could be quite interesting to read if you haven't really dug into it. But it's really all these new cryptocurrencies that are emerging to sort of do similar things, but in slightly different ways. Uh, that are challenging the, you know, the dominance of Bitcoin. And over the next five or six or seven years, you know, what's going to happen in this space? I can tell you right now that I do not think that you're going to see Bitcoin. And again, this isn't financial advice, but I don't think you're going to be sitting with Bitcoin owning 60% of the entire cryptocurrency market. I really do see that the alternative cryptocurrencies are going to be making up a significant portion and Bitcoin will fall below 20 to 10% so, uh, within the next two to three so, years. So diversify your, your whole portfolio, you know, bit of, uh, of, 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 of currency, a bit of, of gold, a bit of property, a bit of uh, shares and stocks, a bit of uh, cryptocurrencies, but also within cryptocurrencies, diversify so you don't just have Bitcoin. Got you. And listen, this is something that you guys do for people for uh, for free. You, you rebalance the portfolios. So you actually help people to own a diversified portfolio of the world's top cryptocurrencies. It automatically stays up to date with the ever-changing market. And you can find out more by going to Revix.com, R-E-V-I-X. Com. And to the YouTube audience who are new to us, you can see the word on the banner behind Sean, R-E-V-I-X dot com. So if you've, uh, if you've just started watching the show on YouTube, uh, welcome. This is, uh, this, is how we kind of yes. get, this is how we get to grips with cryptocurrencies. Thanks, Sean. Sean, please be like the weatherman and indicate Revix in your yeah, sure. Western yes. <laughs> exactly There we right. go. We have, a, we have a new office. I mentioned this a while ago, right? But yes. I think, you know, office space at this point in time is actually not that difficult to come by, right? So we, we <laughs> had a new office space and then I found another one that looks super cool here in Cape Town. All right. So good. we hopefully will be moving there and then I'll be able to go like the beautiful mountain behind us. Yes. Oh, we go. That's what <laughs> yeah. we want. Yeah. We want There'll we want be a southern re, uh, western breeze in the yeah, southern yeah, escarpment. Exactly. I don't know what that means, but it sounds you right. You can do the hand gestures, <laughs> the smooth hand gestures that the weather people do. All right, Sean, we'll check in with you in a week. Great, guys. Have Thanks, a good rest dude. of the week. Chat to you soon. Good to see you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. There's Sean Sanders. Find out more at revix.com. Uh, Cliffcentral.com.